This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy. Season 3, Episode 11, The Boogaloo Boys, Extremist or Fantasist? Stephen Carrillo, a U.S. Air Force sergeant and head of an anti-terrorist elite team called the Phoenix Ravens, opened fire on two federal security officers guarding the federal building in Oakland, California, during an otherwise peaceful protest for George Floyd on May 29, 2020. One officer was killed and the other was wounded. One week later, at his home near Santa Cruz, California, Carrillo allegedly, allegedly shot and killed a deputy sheriff, injuring two other officers. Before he was apprehended by a neighbor, he wrote in his own blood on the hood of his white van, Boog, B-O-O-G, and, quote, I have become unreasonable, unquote. Both are terms popularized and associated with the Boogaloo Boys, and Boys is spelled B-O-I-S. The Boogaloo Boys is an extremist anti-government movement that first appeared on social media sites in 2018. How did a trusted U.S. Air Force sergeant who led an elite anti-terrorist security squadron become attracted to this movement with a somewhat comical name and kill two law enforcement officers. And what exactly is the Boogaloo Boys? Carrillo's story is instructive. He faces both federal and state death penalty charges as a result of killing both the federal security officer and killing the deputy sheriff. At 32 and a career Air Force non-commissioned officer, his action raises disturbing questions whether other active or retired military personnel have been drawn into extremist groups such as this. Clearly, a military, a military member with both weapons training, explosives training, anti-terrorist training, would be a great catch for any extremist group. So, as I said, disturbing questions are raised by the case of Stephen Carrillo. Carrillo met his accomplice, Robert Justice, online through a Facebook group associated with the Boogaloo Boys. They discussed targeting soup boys, and that's also spelled B-O-I-S. And soup refers to alphabet soup. It's a term which is used by the movement's followers to refer to the federal agents of law enforcement agencies like the FBI, DEA, ICE, CIA, etc. Again, soup is short for alphabet soup. And hence, all those acronyms are like the letters of Campbell's alphabet soup. 
After Carrillo suggested using the wave of protests in Oakland over the George Floyd killing as cover for an attack, Justice responded, let's boogie. A day later, Carrillo drove his white van from Santa Cruz, California, to San Leandro in the Bay Area, where he met Robert Justice at the San Leandro BART station. They drove together to the downtown Oakland Federal Building, the Ron Dellums Building, where Robert Justice got out of the van, scouted the area and the building, and he spotted a security booth where two federal security agents were stationed to guard the building. Justice then got back in the van and he drove the van while Carrillo fired his AR-15 on the booth while he sat at the back of the van with the door opened. When he fired his weapon, he killed Officer Dave Underwood and he wounded another officer. They both escaped and Carrillo returned to his home close to Santa Cruz. A week later, he was he ambushed two Santa Cruz sheriff officers with pipe bombs and gunfire, killing one and severely injuring another. Both of the sheriff deputies had come to his house based on complaints from neighbors as regards the van and strange behavior by Mr. Carrillo. After Carrillo had been taken in, Justice subsequently voluntarily surrendered to the FBI once Carrillo had been arrested and booked. Justice admitted to being an accomplice of Carrillo, but he did say that Carrillo was the lead in the attack. Both Justice and Carrillo are currently being held and their charges are pending. Carrillo's actions have catapulted him and the Boogaloo Boys into national prominence, and as a result, a host of concerns and security questions have been raised. But first, who and what are the Boogaloo Boys? It is a movement rather than a group which has existed online since approximately 2018, but had, it has recently risen to prominence during the George Floyd protest. It has nothing to do with the George Floyd protest, but they use the protest as cover to stir up problems. The Boogaloo Boys has two ideological wings, one is a white supremacist wing, and the other is an extreme libertarian wing, which is anti-government and anti-law enforcement. They believe that a second American civil war is imminent. The Boogaloo Boys is highly decentralized, and it's more of an idea movement rather than a highly structured organization. The closest that they come to organization is a series of Facebook pages with lots of people interacting with comments. In fact, the Tech Transparency Project, 
of the Campaign for Accountability estimates that 60% of the 125 identifiable Boogaloo groups on Facebook have sprung up since January 2020 during the COVID-19 lockdown. Is this simply a case of too many young men with too much time on their hands sitting in front of their computer screens in their bedrooms, while, like Walter Mitty, they fantasize about some fantastic adventure. And this is where the fantasist angle comes in. Boogaloo also breaks down generationally, with younger, mostly white males, younger white males, steeped in online meme culture. In fact, the movement's name is based on an internet meme tied to a 1984 film entitled Breakout 2, Electric Boogaloo. However, the older generation of adherents looks to rebrand the movement, and it consists of retired military, former law enforcement personnel, and some conservative ideologues. They likely have more in common with groups such as the Oath Keepers or Three Percenters. Three Percenters, for instance, is a far-right militia movement focused on gun rights and local control of government. The Oath Keepers, by contrast, is based in Las Vegas and seems to be more focused on conspiracy theories and other beliefs popularized with the extreme right. But one thing that both wings of the Boogaloo Boys have in common is firearms. Before the shelter-in-place confinements of early 2020, which they protested vehemently, their focus was on Second Amendment gun rights and gun control of laws such as red flag legislation and gun registration, which they see both of those measures as encroachments on the Second Amendment right to bear arms. They look at the Second Amendment right to bear arms as an absolute right which cannot be encroached on whatsoever. Nor are they shy to display their weapons. At both the Minneapolis anti-police protest and the Seattle unrest, you saw many young men carrying automatic weapons and some wearing Hawaiian shirts. The flowery Hawaiian shirt is a signature outfit for the Boogaloo Boys, and it relates to the concept of the Big Luau. The Big Luau is a Hawaiian feast which features a pig roast. And in street parlance, a pig roast means to kill the police. The display of assault weapons in both Minneapolis and Seattle in the last few weeks and other firearms by protesters raised eyebrows in states like California, New York, Illinois, Florida, South Carolina, and the District of Columbia, all of which 
prohibit the open carry of guns. Now, Illinois and New York both have, and the District of Columbia, all three of them have very high murder rates. However, they also ban open carry of guns, as does California. However, there are 45 states which permit open carry and the display of firearms. And that open carry ranges from simply carrying a handgun in a holster on your belt to full-fledged assault weapons. A few states require a permit for open carry of weapons, but most of the 45 that permit open carry do not require such permits and such restrictions. Both Minneapolis in Minnesota and Washington State, where Seattle is located, have open carry laws on the books and assault, we assault weapon-bearing protesters were visible in both cities, especially in Seattle's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, otherwise known as CHAZ. That is the six square blocks of downtown Seattle where the Seattle police withdrew from, they abandoned their second precinct, and the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, referred to the six square block area as a street party, a street festival, and called it the Summer of Love. Subsequently, just last week, one of the young protesters was shot dead, another one was injured, and that all occurred at the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Again, weapons were also in evidence in May during protest in Lansing at the Michigan State House when Governor Gretchen Whitmar sought to extend the COVID confinement regulations unsuccessfully. Open carry laws differ among the 45 states as regards the places where weapons can be openly displayed. Social media has played a prominent role in the spread of the Boogaloo ideology. Boogaloo self-organizes across social media, starting and they started first with 4chan, which is a notice board app which was created in 2003, so 4chan has been around for a while. And all posts on 4chan are anonymous. The slash pol slash channel on 4chan is also called politically incorrect. And that's where political posts are written. Again, the political posts are both anonymous and they disappear after a certain period of time, providing cover for extreme and sometimes offensive political post. Has Boogaloo become a violent viral insurgency? The Network of Contagion Research Institute at Rutgers University monitors hate speech and misinformation. The Boogaloo ideology, according to them, is self-organizing across social media and boasts 10,000 plus users. There's a complex division of labor, and it can innovate as well as distribute violent propaganda very quickly. 
Three other Boogaloo adherents in Nevada were arrested recently for creating Molotov cocktails to take to otherwise peaceful protest. Like Stephen Carrillo, who used the cover of the protest in Oakland to shoot and kill a federal security officer, protests are always in danger of being hijacked by other actors with very different agendas. Of course, we saw the looting in the last few weeks where we saw thieves and crooks out on the street looting shops. Again, another example of bad actors hijacking an otherwise peaceful protest. And that's certainly what Stephen Carrillo appeared to do. In this case, it was a violent and murderous attack on a federal security officer with an extremist anti-government agenda. And to evade Facebook restrictions on the word boogaloo, members alternate the boogaloo term with words like big igloo or, quote, big luau, unquote, and, quote, boog, B-O-O-G, unquote. Boog is the term which Carrillo scrolled in his own blood on the hood of his white van before being taken into custody. Boogaloo boys are heavy users of internet memes and in-jokes. When their pages are removed from Facebook, they say that those pages were zucked, and that refers to the last name of Mark Zuckerberg, the founder and largest shareholder of Facebook. So when one of their pages is taken down, they say that that page was zucked by Facebook. Some of the movement refer to themselves as Bujahideen, which is a play on the term Mujahideen, which is frequently used to refer to radical Islamist militants. Again, their two basic beliefs, their core beliefs, are an armed overthrow of the government and an unwavering commitment to unrestricted gun ownership throughout the United States. True to their libertarian roots, they viewed the COVID-19 lockdowns as a sign of tyranny. Again, the Hawaiian shirt ties back to the big luau and the roast pig feast. And roast pig, of course, is code for killing law enforcement officers. So while some of the terms and memes of the Boogaloo boys seem lighthearted and comical, their aims are deadly serious, as evidenced by Stephen Carrillo. The fact that his act of anti-law enforcement terror occurred in the San Francisco Bay Area with a strong anti-gun culture is all the more shocking. Open carry is not legal in California, and Carrillo concealed his AR-15 inside his white van with the door open, and the van was being driven by Robert Justice. And he concealed it in the van so that he could shoot and kill the federal security officer in front of the Oakland Federal Building. 
with armed members of extremist groups such as this roaming our streets during protest hijacking peaceful protest or roaming our streets on other occasions the abolition or even defunding of the police seems both dangerous and naive my sources for today's podcast include the San Jose Mercury News, the BBC, the Wall Street Journal, and CNN. This is your host, Jim Herlihy, signing off for the San Francisco Experience from America's favorite city, San Francisco. <laughs>